0: Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. I'm here this week with Pastor Greg, He just continued our series, Journey Up, where we're looking at the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, in which the Hebrews, the Israelites, they would travel up, journey up to Jerusalem, and they would sing these songs as a way to prepare their hearts to be in the presence of God. So, Pastor Greg, I really enjoyed your message this morning. Can you give us a reminder of what you talked about, and then we can have a discussion about it?
1: Sure. Okay. So the Lord showed me a couple of things in, in, uh, these two chapters. The one, uh, the first one was, uh, the, the Psalm 127 talked about, um, laboring in vain and talked about work. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about meaningful work and how God wants to be involved in our work and has a purpose for our work. You know, God created work at the beginning. In fact, God worked himself, mm-hmm. And um, there are scriptures that talk about how God is working continuously. And, you know, so work is God's idea. Mm -hmm. God's, he's productive. He's, he has purpose. He has intentionality and he wants the same thing for us. You know, we, he created us, he made us to be productive. So I talked about meaningful work and, you know, basically from what I see in this passage, there are three, three things that we talked about that meaningful work is a partnership with God. In other words, God wants to be involved in Mm -hmm. working with us. Of course, that's in our whole life. He wants to be our partner. Um, Meaningful work is balanced, and it can't be balanced one way or the other. Um, You know, it can't be like all work and no play. It can't be all work and no family time. It can't be all work, but neither is it no work. Mm -hmm. Okay, and some people have misinterpreted what Jesus said in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, It talks about God providing for us, you know, to mean that they don't have to work. Mm -hmm. And that's not God's will either. So that's the two extremes. Either you're working without God, out of God's purpose, working for approval or working for identity or working to become the best and, and worshiping the God of money. Or there are other people who don't work at all thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, God's just going to pour things into my lap. Neither one of them is a balanced viewpoint. So work should be in a partnership with God as a believer, especially. We should be in partnership with God in our work. um, And then we should have a balanced work life. And then number three, that our work is not our ultimate source of provision. Now, while God does call us to work, there's so many scriptures that talk about how He is our provider. Mm -hmm. And yes, He uses our work. He uses our productivity. But our, our motivation in working should not be only to make money and to make an income because he is the one who provides. And we trust him to provide through our work and also to provide supernaturally sometimes when our work, you know, what we, our income is not enough. And, um, and then also to be involved in giving to him, giving to the church, those kind of things. And all those, if we're trusting into money, then we're, we're number one, we're never going to have enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to feel like we never have enough. And our motivation is all wrong. And then we get out of balance. So that's the the first main thing that God has meaningful work and Mm -hmm. meaningful purpose for all of us and productivity. And then the second one was the importance of children and our families and how God gives us children. And um, we talked about how uh, these scriptures say that um, that children are a blessing Mm -hmm. and not a burden. And that when he gives us children, he gives us the ability and the provision to meet their needs and so many unfortunately in today's society seem to think of children as a burden oh gosh i've got oh they're out of school today so i got to be with the kids all day long oh gosh it's going to be such a burden well god loves those kids and gave them to us and um it says in verse three children are god children are god's love gift their heaven's generous reward and um and we talked about a very sensitive subject you know that the bible says that god creates children in the womb and so society again says that children you know if you get pregnant then you have the option whether you're going to keep the children or not keep the children and you know so sometimes there are ladies who make the choice to to basically kill their child and that's a sensitive subject and i know know, it's a hard choice. I'm not saying that, you know, women do it glibly or anything like that. But the truth of God's word is that he created that child and that the Bible says that he actually knit them together in the womb, you know. So we have a responsibility to love our kids, to take care of our children and to provide for them. Um, And so, you know, we talked about how abortion is not God's will. And while there is grace and forgiveness, if, you know, if, if you're listening and Maybe, you know, you hear that and you're like offended and, you know, and convicted. It's not my, it's not my desire to condemn you. Um, There's grace and there's forgiveness. And I know that probably you were talked into it by maybe by a a boyfriend or a husband, or maybe by family members, parents. I know that you can be manipulated by abortion doctors, abortionists. And so I know there's a lot of complications there, but, God's word says children are a blessing, not a burden. Number two, it also says that children are worth the investment of our time, our love, and our resources. It says that uh, when we're through raising our children, okay, after we've invested those time and resources and all that stuff, it says that they are, they won't bring shame to our name. And they'll give us, you know, provide for us when we're older. They'll take care of us. And I know that doesn't always happen exactly right. But but children are meant to be a blessing, and children can help us. Um, you know, in agrarian societies, my dad grew up in in a family of eight and um, but they had a hundred acre farm, and they needed farm hands. Yeah. So when those boys woke up uh, you know grew up to the point where they could push that plow, they had mm-hmm. to walk behind that mule and push that plow and you know, work on the farm. And it was a definitely a blessing um, for families to have children. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, still children are a blessing from God. And, you know, I have three children of my own and no, I don't have a farm, (laughs) but you know, the investment of our time and resources that we gave when they were growing up before they were adults. Now I can look back and say it was every bit worth, worth it. And see, that's the the payoff comes mm-hmm. when they're responsible adults, and they give you grandchildren, and you know you love them, and that love and that care is worth every penny. Yeah. So children are a blessing, not a burden. Children are worth the investment of our love, time, and resources. And then third, children can continue the legacy of our family and our faith. And I talked about how. Um, in Psalm 78, it talks about how to teach your children, to remind your children of the wonders of God and what he's done, and to rehearse those stories in the Bible, also of all that God has done for the people of Israel and through the church and, and in our own families, how important it is to share our faith with our children and that our faith is not just a Sunday thing, but it's a, all the time, all week thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're here not because it's an obligation. We're not here in church serving God just because it makes us look good or to make us feel religious or whatever. But Sunday is just a celebration of all that God has done for us throughout our, all of our life. And so when we live our faith, when our faith is real to us and our relationship with Jesus is real and important and vital in our life, then we're able to pass that on to our children and to their children and to their children. And I am so blessed. My wife and I are so blessed because we come from, we have that legacy from our parents and our grandparents since generations back. And so it's our desire to pass that legacy of faith on to our children and our grandchildren. And we're blessed that, you know, all three of our children are here at Generation. um, And they all, they together have 12, we have 12 grandchildren through them. And so all of our kids are here. They're all active in the ministry here at Generation. And our grandchildren are here. And even our grandchildren are helping now with Kids Church. Mm -hmm. So they're they're being involved in the ministry as well. And that's just the way we raised our children. I was raised that way by my parents. Uh, My wife was raised that way by her parents. My parents were raised that way by their parents. Mm -hmm. So it's a legacy of faith and family that I want to continue. And God wants us to continue. We don't want to, you know, work in the church like full-time or whatever and busy, 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 but never share that relationship with God with our children. And then when they grow up, they leave the faith. Mm -hmm. We don't want to just live a Sunday religion doing our weekly duty on Sundays and then live the rest of our life as if we don't know Him. So, So that's what we learn from psalm 127 and 128 that work is to be meaningful and we're to be productive but it doesn't have to be stressful when it's mm-hmm. in a relationship with god and in partnership with him and that children are a blessing and not a burden and that we should be willing to invest in them and love them and spend time with them so that's that's what i saw in the scriptures for today
0: yeah that's really good thanks pastor greg i, I was i had a I i was thinking a lot of things while you were given that rundown of your message. Um, uh, but if you think one is I look at the legacy that you and Beth are building and, um, I see you as a model to look up to, um, uh, Daniel and I, we, um, you know, we're kind of starting this legacy, the two of us. And so, man, <laughs> um, so all, all these things you're talking about really hit home, and that's really what, what we want to do, yeah. um, lead Katie and Nate in the way they should go. The, the scripture you shared this morning talks about children being like arrows yeah. in the quiver of their parents, and we want, as you explained, we want them to be straight arrows, so um, being trained up rightly based on God's Word, and pointed in the direction that they should go, you know, towards God. And then also, as you talked about um, us believing in and supporting their personalities, the things that interest them and say, you know, maybe God has something for you because you're really good at this. Right. And so um, I'm, I'm looking at you and others like you that just have this legacy of faith. And it's just so inspiring that in a few short <laughs> generations, because th- life is but a vapor, but in a, in a few short generations, our grandchildren and great grandchildren can have this legacy that started with me and Danielle, but it was it's because of God, it's because Amen. of the Holy Spirit, and a lot of it also has to do with Generation Church. And so for any of you guys listening that are parents, I just encourage you... Um, to find some godly role models that are ahead of you in raising your children and look to them for inspiration Um, because it, it really does help to know that one, there's people in it with you, and two, there's people ahead of you that are actually succeeding in the thing you're trying to do. And so, Pastor Greg, thank you for not just being a role model to your own family, but to multiple families well, Over you know, the time you've, you've yeah, been at generation I didn't
1: really talk about this, but, you know, the message, but, you know, I've been here at generation for now 27 years mm-hmm. and, and then I've been involved in other churches and, you know, I'm a school teacher and, um, there are, you know, I have physical children, but there are also people who are my spiritual children <laughs> and it is a blessing. Um, sorry, I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> but being in one place for so long it's a blessing to see people who follow after you who are going in the same direction and it's a privilege and a blessing and a responsibility a sobering responsibility to know that god the kingdom of god is bigger than my lifetime and your lifetime and so in order for and i know that you know Theologically, I know that there's going to be a time when Jesus comes back and establishes the kingdom of God on earth. I know that's going to happen. I believe in that. But until that time, the Bible says in the Great Commission and other places that we are, we have a responsibility to spread that kingdom through witnessing, through living for God, through, you know, just what Jesus said, through preaching the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. through telling people about him healing the sick, casting out demons, all those things that, that he did that I'm not perfect at doing, mm-hmm. but that's a multi-generational job. Yeah. And so for, for the spread of the kingdom, for the spread of what God wants to do, it's more than what I can do. So therefore, I have to invest in my children, my grandchildren, and to the point where they invest in the next generation right. and the next generation mm-hmm. and the next generation, and also invest in people around me, not just my family, but people in our church, people at our job, I have to invest in them, the kingdom of God. That's how it grows. Mm-hmm. And the legacy that we have can go on and on, but it's only when we're faithful, yeah. not in our own strength, or our own power. But when we have the determination to say, God, in partnership with you, I'm going to follow you. Mm-hmm. And I want to do this your way. Help me. and Give me the power and the strength to do it. Because it's only by His grace. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I have been married 42 years, and we d- we haven't had the perfect marriage. There was a time when we were separated for nine months, and that was really difficult. But we worked through the problems. We worked through the issues. And we were able to reconcile. Thank you, Jesus. And we grew from that. And our children saw that, and they saw that we didn't give up and they saw that love one. Yeah. Even though there were, you know, difficulties. Mm-hmm. So, I would just encourage you families, even if you're having issues with your spouse, God can help you. Yeah. He can help you work through those complications, those issues, and he can strengthen you and strengthen your family. You know, and if we at that time, you know, would have given up, then who knows what would have happened. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, that was before our grandchildren we had kids, and they were gro- almost grown themselves. But if we had given in to what the enemy was doing and trying to divide us, but we held on, both of us, and eventually realized that even though neither one of us were perfect, we were better together, mm-hmm. and that we loved each other and didn't want anybody else. Yeah. So God's not saying you have to be perfect. and We weren't perfect parents, and we had many people influencing our children as well as us mm-hmm on the right way here at generation or harvest at the time and other people, you know, our grandparents, my parents, my wife's parents, also were an influence on my, my kids. So it's all of it working together, but we just have to do our part
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. and believe what the Bible says and ask him to help us and walk in partnership Mm -hmm. with him. And that's the answer. Yeah.
0: That's really good. Um, maybe just a final thought. Um, I've been thinking a little bit lately about, um, God being eternal and and him having a plan from the beginning. And so exactly. you shared in the beginning in Eden, the plan was for the, us to have work, right? Hmm. Um, but it wasn't supposed to be stressful and tiresome because Adam and Eve were walking with God and they were working with God to accomplish his purposes. Um, but I, So I've been thinking about this. Um, I was thinking of it uh, a week or so ago, just God's having his plan for redemption. So before Amen. the fall, he already knew. Exactly. Jesus was going to be sent to the cross to die mm-hmm. for our sins but th- this is along those lines this idea that he he planned work from the beginning and I was I just had the thought as you were as you were preaching your message um, how glorious and gracious of a gift it is that when we believe in Jesus and we receive the Holy Spirit that broken, Relationship with work that was lost in yeah, the garden. Sure. We we have that that's because it. we can walk with God now Amen. doing the work He has for us to do. We and can then, do exactly then, what Adam
1: and Eve yeah, do. And
0: then in eternity, it's all going to be perfected. And, and we exactly. won't have to worry about this stressful work because what was lost in the garden will eventually be restored completely, fully. Amen. Jesus said it is finished. So that's that's just an amazing um, I guess, I guess like thought. Uh, experiment to do. Just think about God existing in eternity and having a plan from beginning. Um, some commentators I was reading about, they they said you can almost drive yourself mad trying to think about what eternity is because we have no concept of it at all. Um, but it, if you're listening, if, if you just ponder that maybe a little bit this week, that God had a plan from the beginning, this plan included work, and then what what Pastor Greg has been talking about in his message and in this podcast, like God had this plan for us to right. to have meaningful work and to have true treasure, treasure that lasts, and it, and it's really in our legacy. Um, if we don't have children, it's in other people who we sow into friends, family, Amen. nieces, nephews. Amen. And everything. So.
1: One other thing, Ray, I want to say is you know as you're listening to this, you may feel. Man, I've just blown it. I've blown it with my job. You know, I've complained about my work and, you know, I'm not really doing what I should be doing, you know, in my work. And I've blown with my kids and my family. Listen, God loves you and has, like, he was, Ray was just talking about redemption. He can redeem and turn around Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, the things that we've blown, like we were talking about a minute ago about, you know, issues with our marriage and that kind of thing. And it was, you know, my issues it was my wife's issues and so for us to reconcile we had to admit yeah. this is the key is that we had to admit that we had blown it in in areas mm-hmm. and we had to say forgive me for blowing it you know so and then but god turned it around because we asked for that right. forgiveness mm-hmm. we received it and then we turned around, we changed our mind, we changed our direction. The Bible calls that repentance. So whatever has been your situation, you haven't been the perfect parent, or you, you haven't been the perfect, you know, employee or whatever in your work, God can turn it around. If you just say, God, you know, I have really blown this. And when I read your word, Lord, I just feel condemned and convicted. You know, is there hope for me? Absolutely, there's hope for you. So all you have to do is turn it over to him and submit it to him and say, God, help me in my work. Please forgive me for what I've done, where I've been lazy or whether I've been unproductive or whether I've slouching off at work or doing half-hearted work or whatever. Fill me Lord with your desire for me and your destiny for me to be excellent in all that I do, to do my job with the best of my ability. Give me the peace to not have anxiety and stress when I'm working but to do my best and to try my hardest. Forgive me where I've blown it with my kids or blown it with my spouse or whatever. Forgive me and help me to correct, to reconcile, you know, the situation and correct the situation and cover me. And he can do it. He can turn it all around when you give it to him and surrender to him. He's so awesome.
0: He is. Never ceases to amaze me How, how good and how faithful he is. Even when we're not. (laughs) Amen. That's right. And that's what I say, you know, with our
1: kids, with our grandkids, you know, we weren't perfect, but we always surrendered it to him. And he's always
0: been there for us. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, Pastor Greg, for your time today. Thanks to you guys listening. We love you and we're praying for you. We hope that this conversation has blessed you. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to Pastor Greg's message or the other messages in this series, check it out online. I believe that you will be truly blessed of the Lord uh, for listening and thinking about God's word and how it can apply in your life. So, without further ado, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola, or go to the website at GenerationPensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.